Okay, Kedushin Chav Vav. So we are continuing here with the different types of Kinyanim, different types of methods of acquisition for different items. So the Mishnah says, Now we're moving over to how one is Kona real estate. So Achrayas, the reason why we call real estate Achrayas is because typically when a person is trying to create a sense of security on a loan or a sale on something, so you can back it up with real estate. You can't back it up with movable properties. There's no good lien on, on movable properties because you can always get rid of them. You can sell them, you can hide them. But real property, if a person owns a field, the field is always there. That's why it's an idea. It's called Nechassim Shi Yishlem Achrayas, a land, a house, something like that. So that's acquired Nikten Bekesef, Bishtar Bechazaka. One of three different means. Either money, a document, or chazaka. Remember, we spoke about chazaka. Chazaka is when a person really starts um, uh, demonstrating that they are the boss here. They're improving the land. Let's say they lock the gate, they, they, they open the entrance or something like that. They're showing that they're the people who are, who are using the land. She'en lemachrayas, if we're talking about movable properties, they can only be acquired through meshicha. Meshicha, remember, is to draw something, to bring something. Now, it's interesting that the Mishnah says Elam Meshicha because we learned yesterday. Well, of course, Hagbah is going to work. Hagbah is actually the, mo- the most effective thing. Yesterday, we learned the complexity about animals because animals maybe aren't typically picked up. But something which is typically picked up, of course, Hagbah is going to work. Rashi, the Ran explains here that the, the Mishnah is saying Meshicha because it's typically done. It's typically the most normal method, but it's not to the exclusion of, of, of Hagbah. And Rashi, she does, we saw yesterday that if Meshicha works, certainly Mesira works, where the owner gives over the reins towards the item, where if there's some sort of thing that controls the movable property, you know, the remote control car, you get the remote. So that would be also a valid way of doing the Mesira. And the Mishnah does not mean necessarily to exclude from that. It's typically, it's just saying the typical example is Meshicha. But what is not, let's just clarify, what is not, what is not is the Kasef, Ashtar, and Chazaka. That's the point of the Mishnah is making. Those three things are unique to the real estate. And we'll see in the Gemara what the source is for this is. Here's an unbelievable halacha. Movable property, we just said, it's not Kasef, Ashtar, and Chazaka. It's got to be Meshicha. But if I'm making a bundle, I'm bundling two things together. I'm, making a, I'm acquiring from somebody both real estate and movable properties. So it's one big transaction. So then, if as long as it's one big uh, uh, transaction, I can bundle it together and I can use the Kenyan on the real estate, the Kesef Sharon Chazaka, which is typically only good for real estate. But that's gonna be effective on the whole transaction, and that's called Kenyan Agav. Once I'm doing this, Agav that, so we bundle all the things together with it. Another The same thing as regarding making an oath. Typically, a person makes an oath only about movable properties. So if the Torah says, let's say, mud mixas, a partial admission to a claim, you swear. However, that's only true if it's, if the, the toin vinitan, the dialogue, the claims are about movable properties. If it's about karka, we exclude that. We have a psukim which excludes swearing. However, if there's a, the, a claim that Reuven has against Shimon, which includes both movable properties and non-movable properties, then we say, since you're swearing about the movable properties, you gotta swear about the whole thing. So it's in, it's like working in the inverse sense of agaf. In Kenyan, the real estate can schlep the, the, the removables in, and in the movables can slab the real estate in. So the first thing that we said is that Karakas Niktis Bekesef says the Gemara So to know this passing in context in Yirmiya, this is right when Klaisa uh, was going to go to Galus. And Hashem says, Don't think that even though you're going to Galus, Eretz Yisrael is over. He's going to come back a time, you're going to come back and you're going to purchase fields. So the Pasuk is very clear you're going to acquire the fields with money. Says the Gemara, Maybe you need both. Maybe you need Kesef and Shtar as well. Because the Pasuk at the end says, And you record in a document and sign it. So it kind of sounds like from the Pasuk that both things are required. You need Kesef and you need Shtar. 
So the Gemara says as follows. We can see from the language that it's used, from the grammar. If it would have said they will acquire at the end of the Pasuk, it would have said money and star and then kone. It would have been the way you're asking, that you need the money and the document to effect. But Ashes, if you can make art, it says, it's mashma right away, there will be a kinyan with the money. Kasef Kani, the Pasuk then goes on to speak about the star. It must be that the, 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 the making of the star will just be as evidence, but not affecting the kinyan. And that's a lumdish point here. There are really two different ways to utilize a star. You can always use a, utilize a star as proof that the transaction occurred. That's not what we're talking about. We know that that's what a star is. That's great. What we're talking about is the way to affect the transaction. If the buyer and the seller agree to the deal and they write a document and it's handed from the seller to the buyer, how do I know that, that at that point it's binding and no one can back out of their words? That's what the Gemara is saying is that that point, though the Mishnah said it's Kona, it's not the only way to do it. You can also just do it with Kesef. As soon as a down payment is given, so then there's going to be a Kenyan. And the way we're proving that is because it says, sell those Kesef, Yiknu, Kama, Elishtai, and then the Shtars, it could just be uh, functioning as a proof, but it's not necessary to make the actual Kenyan. Says the Gemara, not always do we say that. This din, that money alone, putting a down payment on something acquires even before the star is handed over, is only where the, the custom isn't necessarily to draw up a document. That's the local custom. In a place where it is the custom that they do up, draw, draw up a document for sales, and one does not acquire real estate just by paying, it does not take effect until you receive the document. So let's just try to understand here. We just saw from the Pasuk that, 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 that money is effective alone. So what's going on? on. Rob is arguing on what we just said. So the Gemara, so the Rishonim explained, that's not what's going on here. What's going on here is, is that by the letter of the law, the Kesef can work. But to understand all of that, what a Kenyan is, a Kenyan is a time when the parties who are involved are absolutely serious about their intent. That's the point. That's the point of a Kenyan. Really, your das, your thoughts, your intent are what makes the, the transaction. The Kenyan is the context by which the thought becomes absolutely binding. That's the side of Kenyanim. So normally, you would say, very good. That's what the Torah says. Kasef is good. But if the custom is that we always write a Peshtar, so now the custom, it's not that it's beating Halacha. It's just that the system is based upon when people have intent. And since the custom is that we always go ahead and write up a document, so therefore the seller doesn't have I'm sorry, the buyer does not have the confidence in the sale until he has that document in his hand. So therefore, until the seller gives him the document, we assume that he doesn't consider it final. No one considers it final. And that's why now, ultimately, the din is going to be in such a place. Kesef is not going to be Kona. However, if he parish, even of such a place, of course, if the buyer stipulated that he's retaining the rights to finalize the Kenyan with money, then parish, he is stipulated and it could be binding. Meaning, fundamentally, Kenyan Kesef is effective without the star. We're just saying that if the minig is typically to give the to give the star, so then people aren't confident until then. But if you state it, then you state it. So the Gemara illustrates this. When he sold, when he would buy a land, Amar he would say, he would stipulate as follows. He would say, if I want, I'm acquiring the land with the money, and if I want, I'm going to acquire the land with the document. Why would he, why would he like want the both sides? Like what could be more beneficial to him one way or the other? The Gemara explains. Even if I want to acquire with money, because if you want to retract the sale, in other words, let's say he paid. And now we haven't done the document yet and you want to back out. You're not going to be able to. I want my money to be Kona. If you try to back out, I'm going to say too late. However, I'm also stipulating if I want, I'm going to acquire the land with the document. If I want to retract, after I've paid, but before the document, I'll be able to retract. So it's fascinating. He's basically telling, telling the seller, that I've got the upper hand here. And we're going to do two things. Which one is going to affect the Kenyan? The one that I want. 
It's very interesting. If the seller agrees to such terms, then the seller agrees to such terms. It really depends how much leverage you probably have in the deal to do such a thing. But if Nechanami, again, both powers are theoretically there. Kasev could work or Kasev doesn't have to work. It just all depends what the assumption is between the parties. So here, even here, the buy, again, the seller, just to clarify, the seller is not forced, he's not compelled to accept what Ravidi Baravin is saying. He can say, no, make up your mind and decide. Which one is it? Is it Kasev or is it Shtar? I'm not going to be the one who's vulnerable here. He can definitely say that. But if, if the point that the Gemara is making is just that we're learning from here what are fundamentally, what Kenyanim are, what could affect. What practically we'll do is when people are serious between them. What is? Depends on Minog, depends what's said. And that's where the point that the Gemara is making. Bishtar. How do we know there could be a Kenyan through Shtar? We always need a source. If you say that Pasuk before, which near me, which spoke about signing the document with the witnesses, but what did we just say? Amr Shtar Rai Ba'alma. We just said that in that Pasuk, we see the Kenyan was really with the Kasef and the Shtar was just functioning as a proof. So you don't have a proof from there that Kasef, that, that Shtar rather can affect the Kenyan if he doesn't put down the document, but a Shtar is, is, tra- is, 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 is transferred between the parties that there's a Kenyan. So the Gemara says, I took the document of acquisition. There's also a Pasuk in Yirmiya when he went to buy his field. It says, I took the document of acquisition. So it's Mashma there that the document itself was the Kenyan. Not that it proved that the Kenyan took place, but that it was the safer that made the Kenyan happen. Okay, so the star can also be a proof. Omar Shmuel, so now we qualify the halacha, that real estate is nikna through a document, very similar to what we just said with star with, with Kasef. Omar Shmuel, Loshon Shtar Matana. This din is when there's a gift, because when there's a gift, there's no money. So you just want to know, you know, oh, I'm giving you a gift, this is yours. Oh, actually, I back out. So you want a Kenyan, right, the recipient of the gift, it's, until there's a Kenyan, it's not binding. So when it's a recipient of a gift, so it's binding as soon as he receives the star. That's where star is going to be Kona alone. Avavamecha, if there's a sale, and therefore there's money that's involved, the very similar idea. So the, so, so the point is that the seller is not going to have confidence. It's not going to be serious just because the star was made. Since obviously there's going to be money, until the money, until you show me the money, so then I'm not absolutely confident just because the star is there. So it's fascinating, just like we learned that Kesef is Kona, but practically if the minute gets to write a star, so we only assume it's star. So now we're learning the same thing with star. Even though star alone could be Kona, but practically if there's going to be money given, then we assume the seller is not confident until the, until the money is there as well. So certainly star will be Kona alone by Matana, but by Mecha, on a practical standpoint, usually the Kenyan will only be there the Kenyan will only be there once the seller gets the money. Masav Ramuna, Ramuna asked on Shmuel from the bride. So Shtar Kate said, how is a Kenyan happen with the document? He writes for the person, uh, either on a yard or, or even a paper or even on a shard. Even if the value of the things they're writing on is not a pruta. He writes, My field is sold to you. My field is given to you as a gift. Then the field is sold or given. So clearly, it's effective. Even the document is, 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 is sold. Even though we're talking about selling not giving as a gift, or right away the document affects the Kenyan. So what do we say from Shmuel? Not like that. Shmuel said that, that on a practical standpoint, the seller is not, doesn't have the confidence until he got some money. And, and Shtar is only Kona right away by Matana. Here we see from the price. So even by a sale, Shtar makes the Kenyan. So the Gemara says, who most of them are he's the last one who asked the question, but he's the one who gave the answer. So they were also, the price was talking about a case that the field had a poor quality. It was bad. So in that case, it's almost like the seller has a desperation to sell it. So then, what do you mean He's not confident until he gets the money. He wants that sale to happen as quickly as it can possibly be, as, as quick as it possibly can happen. So therefore, Shmuel would agree in such a case that the sale is finalized through the star alone. So it's, Shmuel is only talking about a deal where, you know, it's unclear. There's a, there's a loss that the seller has as well by selling the property. So 
you know, we have to decide at what point is he absolutely confident. That's where Shmuel said it's only when he gets the money. But if it's a scenario where he's selling it out of the poor quality, then um, it would be cornered with the document alone. Says the Gemara, another answer of Ashiyamar, really the case is he wanted to give it to him as a gift. So the document, there's not going to be money, right? He said, my field is, what's happening is in the document, he's saying my field is sold to you and my field is a gift. So basically we're saying really it was, it was not, it was no money involved. And that's why there's a kind of wish dar. So why would you say it's being sold if it's really a gift? Why did he write the gift with the language of a sale if it's really a gift? He wanted to enhance the recipient's rights. What does that mean? What would happen if the the field would be seized by, 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 uh, by a creditor of the one who gave the gift, right? Let's say they, he gave the, the field away and then a creditor shows up and he says, you know something? I lent that guy who gave you that gift. I lent him money years ago. He never paid me back. There's a lien over here and I don't collect it. So now the guy loses his gift. The creditor, Taka, has the right to do that, even though it's by someone who received the gift, but his lien came first, he could collect. So the one who received it, now he lost his gift. So if it's written that it's also like a sale, even though he didn't give any money, but it's written in the star that it's like a sale, he can go back to the one... He can go back to the one who gave him the gift and get another field. But if it would say just that it's a gift, you don't have a right to go and say, oh, I lost my gift, give me another gift. So what we're answering is that really it was a gift. And that's why the Kenyans did the Shire alone. This that we're saying, my field is sold to you, was just an extra, um, an extra cherry on the top. It's a gift and you can come back to me if the gift gets taken away, just like by a sale and come and get another gift. But essentially it was a gift. And that's why, since there's no money involved, the, the Kenyan is going to be with the Shire alone. All right, now we stated Chazaka. It's going to be Kona with Chazaka. How do we know Chazaka? Chazaka again means, you know, you start using the field demonstrating your ownership. Amar Chizki, Amar Krav, Ushvu Barechem Ashret Fasim, dwell in the cities you have seized. But Met Fasim, with what you, have you have seized it? Be Yeshiva through dwelling. Meaning that's exactly what the Pasuk is indicating. That by dwelling Gufa, you, you become. By, um, you're going to become, it's going to be an act of seizure, meaning it's going to be an act of possession. The Pasuk says about Eretz Yisrael, you're going to inherit it and dwell in it. But may you ask them, how you inherit it, meaning how does it become yours? Be a Shiva, going by, by dwelling in it. So it was the, I mean, famous Yisrael from Chaim Valajna, just to take it over to Torah for a second. It says, there are mem ches kinyanim, which I turn to concern, there are 48 kinyanim that, that you could acquire Torah. Now we're learning kinyanim. Three kinyanim real estate, there are 48 kinyanim, Shatar and Niknes, but it sounds like they're real kinyanim. So what's the first one? The Talmud. Learning. It's like, what's the paradise? How do I, how do I go? How do I come tire? What do I do? He goes, learn. And as soon as I, that, that's kind of like the idea. How do, how, how do you get the land? What do you do? You live in it. And you live in it. As soon as you do that, now automatically the sense of ownership comes. Says the Mishnah, What do we say? You have to do Mishnah. How do we know the sieve? There, the context of Pasuk and Pashavar is talking about not to cheat in business, don't over, uh, uh, overcharge, undercharge. So when it says when you when you, when you're selling something to your friend or you're acquiring from the hand miyad amitzecha. So what does it mean from the hand of your friend? We're talking about something that is passed from one hand to the other hand. So that's kinyan mishicha, where I give it to you and you pull it. So therefore we see that movables are acquired miyad liyad. Says the Gemara, money could acquire. So according to him, what are you going to say? So this is a machlokas really from another place from Bamatia. We won't get too into it, but basically Rabbi Yochanan is of the opinion. That Kesef is going to Midaraisa by movable property as well. The only reason it's not is because imagine the following scenario. Someone paid for a whole storehouse of wheat. He paid for it, so it's technically his. And then a fire breaks out. Now, the seller, if it's still in the seller's rishos. It's still in his barn, whatever. But because it hasn't been transferred. No mashiach has been done. But technically, who owns it? The buyer. So when the fire breaks out, the seller has no motivation to go save it. 
on behalf of the buyer. Then he got burned. He's like, too bad, too bad on you. You already paid me. I get the right to keep the money. And tough luck on you. A fire destroyed your stuff. So they're from Drabana. They made a new takana, according to Rabbi Yochanan. The Kesef is not Kona, and the Kenyan only takes place when Mashiach happens. Therefore, if the, if the fire will break out, the seller will have the motivation to go and protect it. So therefore, according to him, why does the Mishnah say that movables are only Kona with Mashiach? By Torah law, they can be acquired with money also. It says, the Mishnah is saying the Drabana, meaning the Mishnah is saying the bottom line. The bottom line is that movables are only Kona with Mashiach. By Rabbi Yochanan's view, that's only a Darabana. Rabbi Yochanan that's a Darabana. So Rabbi Yochanan would hold that's only a Darabana. Now we talk about Kenyan Agav. What do we say? You're making one big transaction, the bundle on movables and non-movables. So you could use the Kenyan for Karka and it works for both. How do we know that? The father gave them gifts. Together with the fortified cities. So we're assuming the gifts, what were they? Movables. So they were acquired together with the cities. Says the Real fundamental question in Kenyan Agav. Do they have to be bundled and together by being piled? on the real estate is it only when it's physically located on the real estate or lower if they're not in the same location in other words maybe to bundle it together you can't just say arbitrarily I'm connecting these two things in the deal now they're bundled okay one Kenyan on the Karka will work on the other maybe it's only when it's on the real estate or no maybe even if it's not on the real estate it works now what's the big Kasha it's an obvious Kasha what do we know we know of Kenyan Chatzar when something is sitting on someone's real estate they can acquire something. So if the whole Yisrael of Kenyan Agav is only with Siburin, so then why do you need the Kenyan Agav? Just take a clip from Kenyan Chatzar. What's going to happen? He sells them the real estate. He does a Kenyan. Now automatically the movables are on the property of the buyer. Very good. There will be Kenyan Chatzar. So if the whole Yisrael is only when there's Siburin, so why do you need it? So we're trying to explain vices. You see from here a big Yisrael. What do you see? The Kenyan Chatzar is only Kona movables that come to your property after it was your property. But movables that were there from before, it's an interesting Shiloh. You buy a house, right? And there was something that was Hefker in the house which is very common, very common for that to happen. What's the halacha? There's no Kenyan Chatzar necessary. Not necessarily a Kenyan Chatzar. That's why we need the Kenyan Agav. Says the Gemara, Rav Yosef, Tashma, Rabbi Kiva, Omer, Karko, Koshu, land of any size, even the smallest amount of land, Chayeves, Papeo, Bikurim. You have the requirements of Peo and Bikurim. Those are things, right? The requirements, the gifts, either to the poor, to the base of Mikdash. Even there's no shear for how much Karko there has to be. Those will have principal, to write a principal. We know principal that... that circumvents the, the cancellation of the debts at the end of the Shemitah year. When you write on the principal, give over the stars to the basin, they collect on your behalf, that's the way it works. But you can only write a principal if there's some land. And we say, we always have to have a little bit of land. So the, how much land? Even any amount. Or to make Kenyan Agav. You know, there's no minimum size amount to make Kenyan Agav. Even the tiniest amount of land if you're being kona that, you can be kona movables together with it. So, if if the halacha is, that Agav only works if the movable property is piled up on on the land, what's a tiny sized land suitable for? What are you going to put on a tiny sized land? If you tell me it doesn't have to be together, so you could say the tiny sized land could affect the Kenyan if you bundle together a, you know, a whole storehouse of wheat, even though the storehouse of wheat is not on the land, but that's fine because that doesn't have to be on the land. But if you say Kenyan Akav only works when the metabolism is physically located on the Karka. So what's going to fit on a Karka that's Koshu? So just to understand, the Mars is asking a practical question. Mars bothered practically. What fits on a karka kosher? You ask a practical question, you got a practical answer. Take a You stuck a needle on the land. Well, what's so hard? So the needle was on the land. Says the he gets upset. You're annoying us with such an answer. The Tanakh went out of his way to tell us about someone who was acquiring a needle with a piece of the land. Maybe on that needle, there was a precious gem that was worth a thousand zoos. So, interesting dialogue here in the Gemara. No proof. 
Says the Gemara, Tashim, I have a proof in the Bray. So, Amar Belazer, Mice from Dani Yachal Shibushalim. There was a story with a mother who lived in Yerushalim, Shem Tatan Arbe. He owned a lot of movable property. He wanted to give them away as a gift. So he's speaking to the Rabbanon to understand how do I affect, transfer the ownership of the property. So Amulo, they said, you want to give a gift, there's no way to do it. Unless there's a Mashiach here. But short of Mashiach, the only way to do it is you have to transfer it to the recipients together with land. They told about Kinyanaka, meaning the point is he was trying to give this to the recipients but without them actually like doing anything, like, like showing up and pulling it or picking it up. So he said, okay, your only, your only course of action here is Kenyan Aga. Ma'ala said, what do you do? So he went and he purchased a base sella of land near Yerushalayim. So the Gemara assumes that this means the parcel of land was the size of a sella coin. So like the tiniest little piece, patch of land, a sella, the size of a sella coin. And he said, he said, the northernmost part of this land should go to so-and-so. Ve'imo, and together with the tiniest northern part, should go me'atzon me'achavio. So 100 sheep and 100 kegs. Mace, and then he died before any of the recipients took possession. upheld his words, meaning the transaction was valid. So what do I see? He made a Kenyan agav with a tiny piece of land. And the agav that was all these, you know, hundreds of sheep. So what do I see? That you don't need it to be piled on. So the Gemara says, if it has to be piled up on the land, what's a Beisela good for? You can't pile up all the sheep on, the, on a land the size of a coin. The Chachamim said that the transaction was effective. Says the Gemara, you think that the word Sela here means what the size of a Sela coin? No, my Sela, what does it mean, Sela? Really, the land was very large. My Carlos Sela, why do we call it a Sela? It was hard like a rock. Sela can also mean a rock. So he brought like a rocky terrain. Right? The point was that he didn't really want to go buy the land. He was just doing the land as a way to get to Kenyanaga to make the movables. So he brought a cheap piece of land. Initially, the Gemara thought it was cheap because it was the size of a Sela coin. The Gemara is answering it was cheap because it was a rocky terrain. It had very little value. Says the Gemara, Tashimah, another proof. Tamar, if you don't know, Ra, the Shalom is a story with a person who was, Ill, who was very ill in Yerushalayim. Rabbi Lezer, this is the, story, the version of the story according to Rabbi Eliezer. All the people say he was a Bari, Rabbana, according to Rabbana. It's really, that's a side point, a whole different point. We try to figure out whether if someone who's very sick needs Kenyanim. So if, but depending on that, we have to figure out if the story was an ill person or a healthy person. But either way, it was a person who needed Kenyan, whether he was sick or not, is a little bit irrelevant to the point. That's just how the Gemara throws that in for your Baba Vasra needs. But anyways, the point is, is that we have a person here who's trying to give a gift and he needs to make Kenyan. So let me talk to him, he's got a lot of movables. If he gives him a ton, he wants to give him as a gift. Again, he's asking the, rab- the rabbis, how do I do this? Armelo, they said, you have no choice unless the guy shows up and does Mashiach. You have no choice. To do agav. Now, also, what did he do? He went and he got a base rova of land. So a rova is a quarter of a cop. So base rova, it's a whatever. There's a whole question about it. How many, how many amas exactly? But a certain size land, not a huge land, but some land. So he went and he bought base rova of land near Yerushalayim. And he said, this tefach, he said, this tefach of tefach of the land should go to so-and-so. Ve'imo, and with that tefach of land, me'atzon, me'achavis, 100 sheep and 100 kegs. Umez, he dies before anyone can take possession. They said that it's valid. So what do I see? A tefach of tefach of land is making sibur, is making Kenyan agav for all this Movable. So the no way a tevach and tevach could fit so much, so much space, so much space for all that movables. So you know what was happening? He wasn't actually transferring sheep. He was transferring the worth of sheep, meaning he was transferring coins, coins which had the value of a hundred sheep and kegs. And the truth is that coins that have the value of a hundred sheep and kegs could fit on a tevach tevach land. You could pile up coins that have the value of a hundred sheep and kegs on a tevach tevach land. 
So therefore, the Gemara is saying it could work. Says it makes a lot more sense that we were talking about a transaction of coins, not of actual sheep. We're talking about actual sheep and kegs. And what happened to Chalipin? Now it's interesting. What happened to Chalipin the whole day today? Why wasn't Chalipin in the Mishnah? Chalipin works for Kaka, Chalipin works for, for Metalfin. What's going on? So the Bishonim explained the Mishnah was only saying things that were different about movable and non-movable properties. Chalipin just works across the board. Remember, Chalipin, the way it works is you make an exchange. So usually, typically, you give a Siddur, you give a, a kerchief, you give it to, to the seller, and for exchange for that, he, um, he, he's, he's giving you the item which is being, which is being transacted. But Chalipin always works. But anyways, what the Gemara is saying is, what happened to Chalipin? Why, if it's cheap, why don't we do a king of Chalipin? Must be, the shot is, he was being konem money. And the Gemara says, not for us, but the Gemara Baba Matziah says that if you're being konem money, Chalipin doesn't work. Chalipin doesn't work on money itself. Very interesting rule. To transact money, you need to do like a mashicha, you need to do hagba, something like that. Or like the Marvel was trying to say, with Kenyan Agav. So it must be that it was money and not the sheep. If it was the sheep, you could have done the king of Chalipin. Must be, it was the coin. Says the Marvel, what's going on with the money? Why didn't you do mashicha? Like, why are you saying the only thing to do here was Agav? Why not, why not do mashicha? You have to say the guy wasn't here. The whole point here is that the recipient he wanted to make it theirs without them being there. So it's not a tiny why didn't you do Chalipin? It could be the guy wasn't around. Right? To make an exchange, you have to make an exchange with the buyer or the receiver of the gift. The gift the guy wasn't there. He was trying to figure out how to do it without them. So there's no proof at all to that. Says the Gemara, if that really an issue, you could always transfer it through somebody else. What's the big rule? You can do something, you can do something that's beneficial for a person without him being there. So go to a third party and say, do me a favor. You do a Kenyan with me on the behalf of someone. So that works. If you're not here and I want to give you a present, so what can I do? I go to a third party. I say, pick this up. Let me have him so and so. That could have worked. So why didn't they do that? So the giver didn't feel secure. Why? He was nervous that this agent might go and drink all the kegs of wine and, 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 and do whatever he wants to the sheep and not give it to the person he was supposed to. So says the Marvah, What do we mean that they don't have any takana other than Agav? It's not true. There were other solutions. It's all these things he could have done with a third party. He didn't trust it maybe, but it's not like there were no other solutions. Says the in, in light of the fact that you don't trust using somebody else as an agent, then then the only tra- available thing to do would be make a Kenyan Agaf. That was the point that he was saying. So ultimately, where are we? We haven't brought proof. We do not know whether or not Siburin is necessary or not necessary for Kenyan Agaf. We will pick up more, more proofs on this point tomorrow.